Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the DNR Community Spotlight Show. I'm here today with a special guest, um, Ian. Hi. Hi, I'm Ian. Pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. It's great to have you here. So there's kind of a special reason that I asked you here today, but I know, I think uh, Steve, like, hit you up a, a little bit at Dragon Con and talked about the podcast. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it. Yeah, a dragon con. Yeah, I think that's exactly where it was. Yeah. So anyway, he softened you up a little bit. But um, <laughs> there we go. so we're gonna do the the normal thing. We'll talk a little bit about like um, you as kind of a fan of the show, a tiny little bit about uh, called a very tiny bit, and then about a new project that you're working on. So that's pretty Sounds much good. it. And yeah. I have some weird weird questions at the end. Oh, some some from left field. Oh, ones I didn't get to screen. I like it. Okay, so uh, one, um, when and how did you find Dungeons and Randomness? Um, oh man, it's been so long. I think it was. I I I don't remember how I, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I I was get I was getting into role playing games, and I like I had never been able to play them as a kid, right? Yep. So when uh, when I got into my thirties, I was just out here in LA and like uh, chilling, and I just went through my whole life. Like I I had asked my parents, like my dad had D and D, and I was like. Hey Dad, can I can we play? Like, can you show us? And he was like, "You wouldn't like it. It's too many rules." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess that." And then never thought about it again uh, until I was going to um, shows. They have a, they have a show out here, or they had a show called Harmontown, and it's a podcast now. But before or it was a podcast that would like do a little show in this like comic book store, like in the back of a comic book store. Um, yeah. And they would play Pathfinder. And it was a, at the end of the show, like they would do the show and do interviews and stuff. And then they would play Pathfinder. And it was mostly comedians. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like whatever this is, I want to do this. <laughs> like I want to play this game and I want to like, I want to like have this much fun. Uh, so I started like listening to the, I started like trying to find podcasts that would like teach you how to play D and D a little bit, like as well as be entertaining. And I think I was just look, looking through actual plays and DNR came up and, um, you know, it, it was kind of a, as we all know, like the first episode is kind of like a slog, you know, it's a bit of a slog, uh, but like it was something that I would slog. like. <laughs> yeah, eight hours long, and so I would like play it in little increments. You know, uh, I didn't I didn't listen to the whole thing once, but what I really liked about it was it was like everyone, almost everyone at the table, like didn't hadn't played. You know, so they were all like new to the to playing, and I was like, oh. And so as they were playing, as they were learning, like so too was I learning. And then as we all know, like it just gets better and better and better, and then you get hooked. And then I was listening to it constantly. So. And I think yeah. I got in. I think I was listening to it when group three, like I started at episode one when group three was just taking off, I think, is when I jumped in. Okay, Th that would make sense. And then that doesn't leave a whole lot of time 
for you ended up on the show like maybe a year or so after that. I I'm just kind of guessing, but can't be yeah, too I, long it was, I it was like it was right about right before episode two hundred. I think it was like one ninety was the episode that the first episode Colden was on, and okay, so that would have um, been a while then. Yeah, it was it was definitely a while, but I was actually when they were recording episode 100, that's when we were shooting stuff for the DNR documentary. So while group 2 was recording uh for episode 100, I was actually with Jason in his in his house like filming him getting in his face with a camera while he was trying to like do this session. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe maybe we should ask something about that documentary later on. That I know there's some stuff about that, and I, I think it was in one of your character chats too, um, talking about that a little bit. But um, but it's definitely an interesting thing that it'd be really cool to see and and update to someday. But I have, I have no idea if that's a thing that could happen or not. But uh, <laughs> a lot that of work was such an, that was such an undertaking too. That was like. It, it took us a while to like actually make that and put it together and like make it a cohesive thing. Yeah. Um, it's also a thing that like, there's like, there's not money at the end of the rainbow of making it. Right. So. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, though it's still something I'm like immensely proud of, uh, you know, I'm like, we literally like sat down and we were like, here's footage. Blah. Like, what are we going to do with this? And, uh, and turned it into something so yeah yeah no, there's I a satisfaction really cool. in that yeah um okay so you're talking about um like learning to play through the podcast and is, is that why you kept listening or was there like a particular episode or a group that that really hooked you in and like this is the one i'm going to listen to instead of all these other actual play podcasts that you were finding um yeah, I think it was the Darmok's Tomb episode, like with the big time jump reveal. Okay. Like that was so, that was super cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definite. I, I definitely am invested in this. Like, this is very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, we've had a couple people on here that definitely talk about that, that Drock thing and then the 17 year skip. and. I I have always had a hard time with like did Jason really have it planned that group two was always seventeen years in the future? Like I don't know. <laughs> I mean he says he did, but I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Then, I, yeah. I, I, I mean I, I liked all I like all the groups. I, I all the groups that have played. Um but I really enjoyed uh group three's episode just because they had such an uh, an interesting arc, you know, and their arc was so centered around them just being people, yep. you know, like that's, that was really cool. Like group two had these like big, po like political machinations and they were sort of like, uh, like trying to change, <coughs> like make change in the city and group one had this huge epic story which is what I, which is what I'm driven to. Like I, I like those stories for sure, but there was something about Group Three, yeah, and it was just like them being people, and like just trying to, just trying to be. It was really compelling. 
Yeah, there's there's definitely a part in arc one where like group three is really taking off, right? As like group one is kind of running out of like their big story stuff. And mm -hmm. it, it does feel like group three is really driving most of the like a big chunk of that arc going forward. And then group two kind of picks up too. So um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, you're I, right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, okay, so I, I know this is a thing with uh, cast members like super busy and all the stuff going on and, and some people famously don't listen to the other groups. Um, do, do you listen to the other groups? Do you listen to your own episodes? Um, do you listen to yeah, the uh, Patreon? Uh, oh yeah, I listen, to, I, I listen to, oh yeah, I listen to the other groups um, uh, all the time. I don't, I don't necessarily listen to the group B stuff. Like I don't listen to our own episodes unless I need like a recap. Like if we haven't played for a while or something, I'll go back and listen to that episode in the background or something so I can kind of know w what was going on and like what, what I was thinking about when, when we were playing that. Um, yeah. And I listened to the Patreon stuff too, at least the Patreon stuff that's in the, like the uh, pay, like the content, you know, like the right. masquerade game and the DRP. Um, I don't think Jason has the, uh, like the, the, the Patreon game, like the Patreon members who play a game with him. I don't, right. I don't know if he has that available, but. Yeah, it's not for us. I think like maybe you can get it, but only the, only the people playing in those games get that stuff. Um, so like, I can't listen to those. Um, I think it's just like a Google drive link they get or something like that. So I haven't heard those, but. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. And if they're available, I don't know. I don't know where they are. Um, but I, we get told stuff about them, like every once in a while. You know, if we're sitting down, like uh, Jason will tell us about what what's happening. You, and it's usually stuff how they've like affected the world where we've been or something. You know, like something like that. Yeah. Like I know. Um, we've had a little bit of this on the podcast here because I've talked to a bunch of people that play in those Patreon games and like um, the way that group C started out with like getting the drugs and um, Elrath getting sick and all that stuff like they started out like chasing a group out of Fair Bay that probably was group C and then like they, <laughs> they found those drugs but they took them and they sold them for a ton of money. <laughs> and like, I think a recent episode they sold the Bella Vecna. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently from from a from a group of adventurers who were fighting against a bush. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this scary. Uh, bush, so, <laughs> if I re if I remember, like early on, um, like one of the first games we played, we uh, group B fought some uh, Fang members in an alley and yeah. used some ice magic and stuff and decapitated one of them. And I, one of the Patreon groups uh, found that body <laughs> and like, I'm trying to like uncover the mystery of like what happened, you know? Or maybe they can uh, hunt down the, uh, the Therian animal serial killer that's leaving dead cats around uh, Dern Hollow and mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, it's just Dern Hollow, no one will care. <laughs> Be like, ah, it's just a dead cat. <laughs> Um, we got dead people everywhere <laughs> that's true um okay so one of the things that 
like you've done since you started on the show and maybe in, inspired some other people on the show too is like your spell descriptions. Um, like you, you usually have really like detailed and very like animated spell descriptions. Um, but I was thinking about it and I, I did some research and like there's not a huge like list of cold damage stuff in 5e. And I know like oh, I know they say like talk to your DM about reskinning stuff. Like have you thought about that? Like, hey, Jason, can we change fireball to like a frost fireball or anything like <laughs> that? And have you thought about what something like that might look like or um... oh, what a what a frost fireball might look like? Uh, I mean, uh, like uh, off the top of my head, it would probably be like Calden makes a, an ethereal dragon head or something, you know, that's like misty ice and it breathes uh, like a breath of cold uh, 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 frost or something on something, like something like that, you know, rather than just like a, a, a sphere or something, probably like yeah, like some kind of dragon themed uh, yeah. thing. That would make sense. Um, <laughs> so I know I, he's... I, I, oh, sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, I know he's, you're working with him to make a spell, but like, um, I didn't know if there's anything else like that. Or do you just have a hard time picking spells because of the lack of cold damage stuff? Or um, um, sometimes there's been like, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like in fifth edition, there's a limited amount of cold stuff um, or stuff that is actually like ice. Even the, like this, uh, a spell that Calden uses a lot is um magic missile and it's like i always i always flavor them as like icicles and stuff but it's not cold damage it's force damage you know right um and i, I thought about it like i've definitely thought about it but um and i'm sure if i went like if i went to jason i was like hey i really want to do this spell like but it's fire damage like could we could you house rule it so that it's cold damage so that it makes sense for Calden to have it? I'm pr I'm sure Jason would like, would take a look at it and, and uh, see, and if it wasn't like game breaking or anything, I'm sure he would do that. Like that would be um, no problem at all. But, uh, but I tend to like, I tend to like leave the mechanics alone. Like I don't want to mess with the, the skeleton of it too much. Um, yep. And just sort of like, leave it be you know because you like i'll 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 take that skeleton i'll put whatever funny hat whatever funny clothes on it you know i'll, I'll reskin it a hundred different ways but i don't like to but i don't want to like mess with the with the skeleton um of the thing too much because that i mean it it can it creates extra work sometimes and like yeah i guess there is a thing like fire is the most commonly resisted damage type out there too so like if you're reskinning fire as frost i guess it's a minor little mechanical advantage but yeah you're right yeah and there's a thing that like calden now he's got an ability that like if if uh if he does cold damage then i get to roll an extra d6 of damage on oh, it you know yeah. if, for the for his like uh, his dragon affinity um but if, you know, and that's not a huge deal, like that's not game breaking, but you're right. Like if it's fireball and you're like throwing an extra D6 uh, for a thing, like that is, it's not rules as written and it, and it does alter it a little bit. And um, 
Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I like to keep it. Yeah, so I think vanilla. that makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think that's all I really had, like, DNR-wise for right now. Maybe we'll come back to something at the end, I'm not sure. Oh, sure, yeah. But the other thing, and I'm not sure how, but, like, I just saw on Twitter um, this Twitter thing pop up, and I, I think it's Respect the Crit. Is that the, the Twitter handle, too? I'm not yeah, respect sure. the crit is the is the new show that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So give us the pitch for that. Who's on the cast? Um, I think you're DMing. I'm not 100 percent sure, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's uh, myself, Jamie Lee Bonez, and Alex Herrera. Uh, we are all on Group Two, and we all happen to live in Los Angeles together. So we decide like we were like uh you know let's play a game together like at the table like physically at the table um in the meat space uh because <laughs> yeah we wanted we just wanted to play more games and we you know we're friends and we like each other's company company and um i've been wanting to do this show for a long time i've been pitching it to alex for a long time uh but i uh-uh. didn't have the i didn't have like the means or anything um or the equipment or uh, generally like what to the know-how of what to do uh but yeah we're gonna be it's a uh it's an actual play tabletop role-playing uh podcast and we're gonna be doing it's gonna be campaign narrative storytelling so we're going to take a system like a game system and try and uh, explore a world, explore characters, like tell a story with it. And hopefully it'll be a satisfying story that we can like take and put away and then move on to the next uh, uh, game system or the explore a new genre or something like that. You know, like, as you know, there's a ton of games in the tabletop hobby, you know, there's just a ton of them. And I want to play them all. <laughs> okay. So that, that is definitely something new. Like, I was thinking it was just going to be a Star Wars podcast. So Well, yeah. And the first, the first game that we're going to be playing, I'm going to be GMing, is the Star Wars RPG by Fantasy Flight Games. We're sort of doing a smoosh of the Edge of the Empire, Age of, Age of Rebellion, and Force and Destiny. Uh, all of their like published material for that. But yeah, it's one of my favorite dice systems and it's one of my favorite settings. I, I, I'm a, I love Star Wars. So that'll be our first game. And yeah, I don't know how long that campaign will go, but it's going to go until we feel like we've told those character stories. And Alex and Jamie play characters in it and they're really great. And I can't wait. I can't wait for people to hear them because I think they're going to like them. Yeah, so a couple more things out of there. Uh, one, I, I didn't realize until yesterday or today, whenever I saw photos of your setup, that you were actually doing this in person. So <laughs> that will probably be a little different vibe, I think. Are you Yeah. Are, are you just recording audio, or are you recording video, too, while you're there? Or? We're just recording audio for now. Uh, yeah, we're not, uh, we're not doing any video at the moment. Okay, that makes total yeah. sense. I was just... So it's like, oh, they're all there together. Maybe, maybe it'll be a streaming thing or something. So. <laughs> there wasn't, unfortunately, there wouldn't be a whole lot to stream other than just like my little apartment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I have not 
play like I had a friend uh, very recently ask me to play the Star Wars game. I guess he's been playing it for like five years online. I know isn't that it's based on the is it the Genesis system I think that it's built on or I'm yeah, it's Genesis to... system now because uh, that's sort of their like uh, base game that they that they've come out with Fantasy Flight games. But yeah, it's like a narrative dice system. And right. what's really cool about it is it's it's not a binary system like a lot of D20 systems. Like you don't roll a, a die to get a number, add or subtract some modifiers to determine a like yes or no outcome. You know, like, oh, do I do I jump over this uh, stream or do I swing my sword, roll the D20, yes or no, and then react from that? There's like a couple of combinations you can get with these dice. So you can have a positive outcome with some detriments. Uh, we, they're called threats in the game system um, that compound onto the, the thing you're trying to do. So yes, you can uh, jump over this stream or whatever, but maybe you, maybe something falls out of your pocket and, and, and tumbles down into the river or something like that. And the other way around, like, maybe you fail at the thing you're trying to do, but then you have some advantage or something that, that can be described into, uh, into the scene that you're building. So it really like opens up like what you can do cinematically with like a game, you know, and the choices that come about it. There's a lot of like branching path pathways. And that's one of the reasons I really love that system. Do you think, is that like a slightly different set of DM skills than running like a 5e game, do you think? Or is there like more improv stuff, I guess, on those little moment to moment decisions you have to make? I mean, I think it can. I think it can lend itself to that. I don't think it is. I don't think it exclusively like requires any more improv or anything like that. Because you can run a pretty, a pretty uh, linear game even in the even in the uh, dice even in like the Genesis system of dice, you know, uh, without having to do a lot of improv. But it's certainly like a It's like a tool set that I look at and and see those like improv capabilities. And I'm like, yes, yes, this is what I want to do. So it speaks to my style for sure. Okay, that that is good to know. Um, I, that Like I said, that's one system I haven't played. I think there's a lot of people that like 5e's been out for a while, a whole bunch of new people have gotten into gaming and now there's like, oh look, there's a billion systems out here. And I know, I know. The, the one I really want to try, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen the Invisible Sun box set? Oh, my God, yes. Yes. I really, I really want to play that, but it's like $300 or something for that I, box Yeah, set. I know. I, 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 I want to run a game of Invisible Sun, yes, because it looks amazing. It's so intricate, and there's all kind of little, like, props and lore, and uh, the presentation of it is amazing, too, for sure. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that can go on the podcast list down the line somewhere. Hopefully, if you can yeah. Ever afford to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some really good uh, RPGs that are coming out of Scandinavia too. There's like a whole bunch that are um, that are coming out of like Sweden and Norway uh, right now, and there, there's a whole there's a bunch of genres. You know, they have like low dark fantasy and like real high science fiction um, stuff like all over the map. There's some cool stuff coming out of there. Interesting. So yeah, I will look forward to see what you guys uh, come up with. So yeah, 
Um, I think we already covered the next question because you're going to be running um, the Star Wars system from Fantasy Flight Games. That was the next question. So uh, the seventh one I had here was, what have you learned uh, from playing with Jason all these years that you're going to carry over to being a DM? And like, what are some big differences you think in like your style versus his style of DMing a game? Um, you know, like, you know, what Jason does extremely well is he, he, no matter if you're like walking into a town or interacting with an object or talking to an NPC, like he does a really good job of making everything feel real, right? And I think what that comes from is like a, just an incredible thoughtful amount of detail that he's built around these things like and whether it's written down or not um it's certainly like there in his creativity so okay so craig was very unreliable and kicked us out in the middle of an answer and hopefully uh we'll just start back where we were which is um what have you learned from playing with jason all these years that will carry over to being a dm and then what do you think will be different? Uh, well, I think the one of the things that Jason does really, really well is he, uh, he makes everything feel very real. Like no matter if you're interacting with an object or you're like walking into a town or you're speaking with an NPC, like everything has this verisimilitude about it. Uh, because everything has this rich, rich detail. And I think what that comes from is like the incredible thoughtful amount of, uh, uh, of time that he has put into thinking about that detail, you know? And so um, whether he's got it written down or whether it's just in his own creativity, like he really brings that to every session and he's very good on his feet. Like Jason is an incredible performer as well like he's very good improvising with dialogue and reading a crowd and even across you know the distances that we record from so like he makes things come to life so if you were to like talk with an npc or something and they seem a bit off or a bit grumpy it's because it's probably because like something has made them that way you know or if you're like looking at a uh, a an object or something it has a history and it like ties it's it's like tied into the world and it's very like detail rich so with that amount of detail comes this uh like very real feeling world and he does that he does that so so well like that is uh one of the the big uh, uh you know like pillars in his dm style and it's uh it's definitely something to to pull from and draw from um how i think that we're going to be different uh is i mean certainly like we're like alex jamie and i we are recording at the table you know like we're in a physical space so we can like see each other and like look into each other's eyes and hear each other talking and see you know us gesturing and i think that that i think a, a table recording and uh, like an audio recording will bring a different energy, you know? And that's one of the things I wanted to do out of this was like, I wanted us to have an at the table presence for the style of Respect the Crit. 
And also like, I, uh, we were just kind of talking about this, like I'm an editor by trade, like it's what I do. So I like to uh, edit together uh, uh, stuff and like give it some production, you know, like add in some sound design and do that kind of thing. And that's just something that like I enjoy. So I think that will, will be a, a little bit different approach as well. Okay, that all sounds super interesting. Um, as as you're going through that, I was thinking like, um, yeah, so like Jason kind of basically lives Theria, right? Like I think he's thinking about stuff in Theria all the time, writing a book about it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it that's definitely different than like like I run a couple of campaigns, right? And I don't put nearly that much time into it. And if somebody asks me a question, I have to think about like, well, how would that work in this world and things like that. So mm-hmm. like where do you think you'll be on that spectrum of like, I've planned every single detail and I know everything there is in the world or like, I'm kind of just improving as we go on mm-hmm. a lot of these details. Well, you know, especially for the first game that we're going to be running in the star Wars universe, like there's a lot of that work that's done, you know, like star Wars has been around for over 30 years and there's a rich lore and history that is, some been shoved away into legends, other that's like canon. And like, it's always changing, you know, it's there's more and more stuff going in all the time. So like, if I need a detail about something, I I, I can well, I can go to Wikipedia and, and check something out, you know? Um, so uh, there's, there's the benefit of having like a rich lore and like cultural touchstone to in, or source material in which to draw from. Uh, for that, but I also do like to improvise and I like to like flow a little bit more like one of the things I really love to is like throw to the players, you know, like, hey, we're in this, you know, like we're in the city, like, what is one of the things your character is drawn to? Like, what is the thing? What is something your character sees? You know, here is a person like they here's an NPC like they are uh, tall and they have a distinct voice. What is a physical, uh, you know, appearance about them? Like what's some kind of detail about them and have them fill in that world uh, a little bit so that we're all collaborating together on creating some of that lore and those, those details. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, that I, Craig is gonna get fired after this recording, I swear. Craig, you done you done effed up. You done effed up, son, one too many times. <laughs> so I think I hope all this is here and I don't have to like hit you back up next week or something. But um anyway. Hey, that's yeah. fine. Please feel free. I'll I'll sit and sort through all this. But I think what we were saying is that you like to throw things to the players and like I ran a couple of campaigns and I definitely try to do some of that too. Like I let them like name a city and like, yeah, you know, yeah. A couple of them created like half the NPCs that I have or in their backstories and stuff. And like, yeah, you guys basically, I feel like I have a couple of big things planned for today and then you guys are going to talk and kind of tell me the rest of what's going to happen. So exactly. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how I like to uh, play games as well even modules that are like already written you know i i like to have those like really i like to have the big broad strokes and kind of know 
that inside out and then yeah just be like yeah we're in a city what's its name what's happening here like what what about this city is distinct in this world and let's roll with that yeah um oh i did have one random dnr question maybe i can show sure. it here while we're here uh do you think jason had those drug trips planned because you kind of talked about it but then that <laughs> didn't seem like what was going to happen. And then it did. Like, if that was improv, it was amazing improv. Um, uh, so, so here's the thing. Uh, we had, I, I think we had talked about it, like, goodness, so there's a, a car peeling out. Um, I think we had talked about it uh, prior to playing it, but, like, very briefly. Yep. And um, so... Uh, but I, I, I'm like 95% sure that, uh, Jason was not planning on running a drug trip at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I think maybe he might've like had something in mind for a later date, but I, I'm like 95% sure that he, uh, was not intending to do it <laughs> at, during that recording. But here's the cool thing is like, yeah, other five percent is like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he did have it, uh, and that's what's that's what's cool about uh, that's what's cool about Jason's DMing. Yeah. So um, interestingly, I I ran a drug trip yesterday, and uh, mine, was <laughs> yeah. not, mine was not nearly as interesting. I I don't have the uh, the you know the ability to describe things as entertainingly as he does, but. Um, yeah, I definitely planned them ahead of time, though, but that's okay. All right. Did he leave again? I'm going to kill Craig. This is ridiculous. No, Ian left. Okay. Well, we're going to wait, and Ian will be back, hopefully. More problems. Hello? <laughs> yes. Hi. There we go. Sorry, and now I dropped out. Craig. Yeah. I th maybe we're on a bad. I don't know how to change servers on Discord. Maybe we're on a bad like voice server or something. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we're on US Central 441. I don't know how you change your Discord server that you're connected to. I think there's a way to do it, but I don't know how to do it. That like find be... an optimal optimal one. Yeah. 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 Um, me neither. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway we can pick up. Yeah. <laughs> More editing. Yay. What okay. A what a fun episode for you. <laughs> it's great. Um, and here I was just going to turn this off and like and dump it on the, the podcast feed like I usually do. And now I have like four pieces to pick, put together. <laughs> so it'd be great. Um, okay. We've reached the Star Wars part of this because um, you chose to do a uh, Star Wars uh, podcast basically to start out anyway and so I, I figured you must be pretty in star wars and I i've heard too. of it yeah so <laughs> i thought i had a few star wars things and the first one of those is just um your three favorite star wars movies and if these are not the original trilogy uh what bumped in there and why okay so if we're talking like the movies that i go back to to re like rewatch constantly and like 
uh, go for inspiration and storytelling and uh, like pure joy, it's gotta be the original trilogy. And it's probably uh, Empire, A New Hope, and then Return of the Jedi in in that order. You know, like uh, okay. the, I I I I love those movies so much. I grew up on th those films. I used to watch as a kid, Return of the Jedi over. Craig, you are the worst. Um, Craig, okay. one more slip up, man. <laughs> this is terrible. Get the axe. The other, I, I have another thing to record after this, too, because uh, my D&D group is, is doing a short little thing, I think, after this. So hopefully oh, Craig nice. Nice. out. Yeah, we record all our stuff and just listen to it for... It's kind of fun, actually, to listen to them. Mm -hmm. but. Oh, sure, yeah. And good to have oh. for posterity. Yeah, it helps to make notes and stuff, too. Um, okay, so that was my order of three movies for a very, very long time, also. And I think, yeah, you got the right feel that I was going for, which are like the ones that you want to listen to. I don't know that they're objectively the best Star Wars movies. Like, some, sure. people, some people really liked Rogue One, for example. Um, so there's like, I, I'll tell you my runners up. Like, I really liked the solo uh, story Star Wars movie. I thought that was a really entertaining film it was well paced it was exciting uh it was well cast and it was it was a good movie like i enjoyed that a lot um i think i would probably put like star wars rebels in there mm -hmm. the series like there's four seasons of that and it's not a movie but that's another like really well written series with some really good uh casting and the animation is is very good and it's cool and with rogue one like i love the third act of rogue one i think the third act of rogue one is some of the best star warsing like modern star warsing that we have like the act one's okay act two like the it just drops off a cliff uh <laughs> and is like too long too boring and you're supposed to care about stuff that you don't care about there's a bunch of like weird plot things that don't make sense but that third act like when they're like we're rogue one and they go off and fly off to scarif like it's like fucking so good oh my god we lost ian this is the worst the worst recording okay <sighs> we're back we're still talking about star wars we're on try number five with craig bot if anybody out there maybe has podcasts and you're recording on uh discord uh we got some problems every once in a while <laughs> so, <laughs> I've never if had a trouble before. Employee other than Craig, please, <laughs> please send them over. Yeah, Craig has a brother, uh, Craig too, that we used for Theriacon because we were recording <laughs> two channels at once a lot of times. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, he's just Craig too, so I think he's probably got <laughs> a similar work ethic. So um, yeah, so we were talking about Star Wars, and uh, you talked about a couple other ones that you liked. And I think we were talking about Rogue One, which 
I appreciate it as a good movie, but I did get bored in Rogue One until the end of it. So I yeah, get that. Yep. Yep. Um, See, that, 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 the pacing of that second act is just. Yeah. Ugh. And it's so like I, that's when we're supposed to care about yeah. everything. So I think here's my controversial thing. Um, and I know Star Wars is so controversial these days. And I think um, the top three for me, like Jedi has dropped out. And I think it was a movie like when I was a kid, like that's a great movie for a kid, but like I'm not into the Ewoks anymore. Like they just don't <laughs> do it for me. If they weren't in the movie, I would like it better. Um, like, oh, so you're not going to say Ewok Adventure 1 and Ewok Adventure 2 are your, your, your top? No, I'm actually, here's the thing. And, and the Christmas comes, special. <laughs> yeah, it has to do with my daughter. And uh, it Force Awakens makes the list because it is my daughter's Star Wars movie. Like she was mm. like five or six when it came out. And we went to see it like four times. And she was Ray for Halloween. And like she loves Star Wars because of that movie. And um, like I've taken her, she saw The Last Jedi and she really liked that too. So my, mm-hmm. my picture of these is really colored by that. Um, oh, that's cool. I, I, I appreciate that. I think there's also an age of kids out there because some of them are in my classes now that love the prequels um, because they <laughs> were their movies when they were seven or eight years old. Right? Uh-huh. And like whatever you grow up with is your Star Wars, I think. And uh, that's true. You know, I, I, and, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shame anyone for, for what their, their top three Star Wars films is. Okay. So the three least favorite Star Wars movies, and if these are not the prequels, um, what, <laughs> what made its way down there? So. I mean, they definitely are the prequels for sure. Uh, did you like them at the time? Like, did you ever, like, I remember liking um, episode one the first time I saw it. So See, here's the thing. Like, in the prequels, there's some good stuff. Like, there's some really good stuff. In fact, some of my favorite Star Wars stuff comes from the prequels. But it's like, if, it's like if you took those moments and had, held them in a vacuum alone, or a cinema or like a shot, you know, like then they're, then they're great. But like as a whole, as a movie, oh boy, they are stinkers. <laughs> and I, like, I think, I think it's like, I think it's like uh, Revenge of the Sith is probably the lesser of the two evils, but let's be honest, like the rat, like the end, like the wrapping up and like trying to like tie all the movies together uh, in yeah. the like last 20 minutes is terrible and it's a symptom that's like affected all the rest of star wars movies from them um yeah i, I uh, hate that they phantom menace them. is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's one of my bit that's one of my biggest gripes about the newest star wars stuff is having to like attach them like the, immediately the moment before you know it's like no we don't need that you know that doesn't that's not necessary right like i I hate that they like put Hayden Christensen back in the original trilogy. Like they cut him in there. Oh, come on, yeah, I know. It's like what, <laughs> there's a, really there's they changed Boba Fett's voice. Yeah, there's a rumor he's going to be in this next movie. I'm like, no, just we don't want him. <laughs> Forget about him. Like I don't want to have to think about those romance scenes like ever again in my life. Oh, so that's probably the, my least favorite one. Attack of the Clones is. Yeah. 
like a dumpster fire of a movie. And I actually, and I'll go back and watch the prequels every once in a while. Cause you know, cause even after all of that, like I'm still a star Wars fan and there's, I still like stuff like even in attack of the clones, like one of my favorite shots in all of star Wars is from that movie. And it's like, it's when Anakin they're on Tatooine and he's like trying to find out stuff about his mom, like where she is. And he he's, it's like this wide shot and it's on this dune and it's like dusk on Tatooine. And there's like a sand crawler in the back and you can see the lights coming out and he's just like talking to a Jawa and it's this beautiful picturesque, like emotionally stirring image. Cause he's like, alone in this world like trying to figure like trying to like fight everything on his own you know and it's beautiful and it comes in like an hour and 40 minutes into a, the movie that the that leading up to that is just horrible you know yeah <laughs> or even their kiss like when they're going into the arena like when they finally like give in like it's a very nice moment on its own and it's a very cinematic thing but it it's it is totally unearned with the rest of the movie, you know. Yeah, I I rewatch those like if I'm doing really like winter is here and I do some more indoor bike riding and like mm-hmm. once a year I'll just like start up Star Wars marathon and make my way through those and like I've noticed recently like the CG has aged really bad in those movies mm-hmm. too and mm-hmm. they, like they looked amazing at the time. Like, well, at least they look pretty, but they don't look pretty anymore. And <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. I am I am kind of sad we're not getting more of those, like at least for now, the like spin-off movies are dead. It seems like they're going to Disney Plus probably as series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the the Mandalorian looks pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked for that. Um Smart. I'm really excited. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited to see more of the Clone Wars. Um, yep. And I really like the Filoni uh, animated stuff that, that's come out. I think that's probably like the best new Star Wars stuff that we've gotten. And it's like kid friendly and it's uh, it, it's. It, it's like doing it's definitely like trying to like open up and diversify you know like even though clone wars was a bunch of like white dudes running around like they <laughs> try and have like strong female protagonists which has been a problem in <laughs> at least the original star wars movies uh yeah. for sure and like you know like to have uh people of color and uh and um you know, LGBTQ people as well. Like those animated things are where some of that groundwork is is happening, and it's really cool. Yeah, the, I'm also excited for the the Obi Wan thing that seems to be yeah. going to happen. So, yeah, because that was supposed to be a movie, but now I, I guess it'll be a Disney Plus series next year, probably. Mm-hmm. So, should be good. So, okay. Um, I, I think we can skip this next question based or I was going to ask another Star Wars thing, but I think. Oh, please probably... ask. I love Star Wars stuff. Okay. So um, when do you remember, like, I'm not sure how old you are, actually. I think I'm older I, than you, but. <laughs> I'm 36. I, I turned okay. 36 this year. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 40. And for me, like. The, You're not that much older. <laughs> yeah. For me, like the movies were like the original trilogy was mostly out 
by the time that I, and definitely for you, like they had been out by the time that you started watching movies and stuff. So like, Oh sure. Yeah. My first things, like I got toys handed down to me from cousins and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I had the millennium Falcon that was handed down to me, but like my dad was not into star Wars. He's a hardcore star Mm -hmm. Trek guy. So (laughs) I was probably like 10. So this would have been like 1988 when I started watching the star Wars movies. Um, mm-hmm. and, and still dad frowned on them because they weren't they weren't star trek which he loved much more <laughs> um, so when did when did you kind of find star wars like what what was the first thing that you saw do you remember like a toy that you had or a game that you played or something like that i didn't ha- i didn't have uh, uh toys because like you said like by the time like uh, like return of the jedi came out in 1983 which is the year i was born so by the time like toys and stuff by the time i had any interest in toys like they weren't really making star wars toys anymore you know they weren't like selling them they weren't because they weren't making any more of the movies or anything like that they um but i i do remember uh, and my, and my, also, yeah, my parents weren't really into Star Wars. My dad was a big nerd, but for some reason he wasn't into Star Wars or Star Trek. Like that didn't, that wasn't his thing. Um, but I remember watching Return of the Jedi a lot. Like we had it, I think, recorded off of, uh, the, you know, the television on a VHS. Or no, you know, we ha- we had, we had a VHS copy of it. That's what we. That's what we had. Um, I remember because it's. It's like the only. It's like one of the only ways to get the unaltered, uh, yeah. re-release of the 1997 re-release of all the the films was these VHS copies. So I used to watch Return of the Jedi a lot because I loved all the Henson creatures. I was big into all the little Muppets, and it, it wasn't um, the Ewoks weren't the the like three things that I loved it was Jabba's palace like everything in Jabba's palace I was like oh I love this this is awesome this is great <laughs> things eating things and like big monsters like oh, I I thought it was so cool yeah that- and that's kind of, yeah that's kind of how I got into it and then I would watch the other movies because uh, you know you like in Return of the Jedi especially like seeing it so many times like Lando comes in you know he's dressed as a guard. And I'm, and you know, I'd watched Jedi so many times. I was like, "Who is that guy? Why is he there?" Like, I don't understand. <laughs> so I'd like go and watch the rest of the movies to understand everything. Uh, yeah. Did you go? So the the re-releases happened um, mm-hmm. before the prequels came out, like the years mm-hmm. leading up to that. Did you go to those? Like, did you wait in line to see those? Did you? I didn't wait in line, but I did make my whole family come with me <laughs> to watch the so, re-releases of the, yeah, of the Star I, Wars movies. I definitely ended up on TV for like camping to see one of those movies. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. but I think we were probably like eighteen or something. So yeah. I'm guessing, yeah, you you probably were fourteen at the time, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I so. wasn't I wasn't I was probably not allowed to go sit out all <laughs> night in a tent with strangers at that point. Yeah. Um but I do have a friend who they uh he's in the um he's in the documentary that they have about like George Lucas versus the people, I think it's called. 
and they have a promo that was cut for Phantom Menace, uh, like a, a national promo. Uh, and I have a friend who's in it and he like comes out and he's like, he basically says like, they just seen the trailer for Phantom Menace and he, and he comes out and he's like, I bet God is jealous of George Lucas right now from that trailer. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of hype for that movie. And I, I remember I so used to hype. read, I used to read ain't it cool news. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever heard of that website, but yes, um, I have. there's, let's not talk about Harry Knowles anymore, but um, <laughs> he gave like the greatest review of that movie. And it was, it was a big deal. And uh, like, he loved that movie or oh. paid to love that movie or something. Sure, yeah. Um, and so, cause he was a, a pretty big deal in, in nerd movies at that time. Oh yeah. 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 So, Okay. Um, yeah, it's a, it's like that, I mean the that movie like the pod racing stuff is cool. Yeah. I like that stuff. The sound design of that shit is amazing, and I wish the movie wasn't so bad as a whole. Because yeah, it's like in by itself, like some of that stuff is really cool. But yeah, well, it sits in a bowl of lukewarm oatmeal. Uh, <laughs> eight year old Anakin or whatever is. I like him better than than. 16 year old Anakin. So you know, <laughs> whatever that's worth. Um, okay. This is kind of a, a weird question, but I, it's just the thing I was thinking about. It's like, let's say, and I have no idea like your relationship status or any of that stuff, but like if you were had some new friendship relationship, romantic thing, whatever the heck, how long would it take before somebody found out you were on a D and D podcast? Oh, immediately. Okay. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot of friendships that I have uh, forged at like work and and social gatherings of like, uh, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I like to play D&D. I like to play role playing stuff. And hey, we're on this podcast. And oh, yeah. And, and, okay. if, and if, if I if, if I if I uh, ever had a boyfriend, I would be like, hey, we roll dice here. And that's what that's what we respect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you're you're showing up to the first date with the DNR shirt on or the uh, respect the crit oh, a- shirt on or that kind of thing. absolutely absolutely okay. just throw it out there that's good all right I wasn't <laughs> sure sometimes I feel like these things like kind of stay hidden for a while so I thought that was just kind of interesting so okay uh, the last thing that I had is just um, do you have any like big life things that you're working towards currently or if not like any um kind of adventures planned or like a a dream trip you'd like to do or or something like that oh yeah i i I mean well i i'm working really hard on this show respect the crit i really i i would really like it to uh do well i'd like people to enjoy it and and enjoy the games that we're going to be playing and the stories that we're telling so i don't know what that entails it doing well like we don't have any uh plans for uh you know like we don't have a patreon or anything like that and, ch- and chances are we're not going to have that that's a that's a way down the road kind of pipe dream thing but um so i don't know what that what form that would take but that's sort of like a uh, a big life goal that, that i'm working towards because yeah i've been i've been wanting to do uh, this show for a 
for a long time. And I've been threatening Alex that I'm going to run a Star Wars game for him for a while uh, since I've known him. And now we're actually doing it and uh, we're actually going to be putting it out there um, sometime in uh, early December. I'm, I'm still figuring out the date, but it's definitely going to be uh, early December is when, uh, when it okay. comes out. We'll figure out the actual day and we'll post it and stuff. Yeah, um, I guess. But yeah. I guess another question I should have asked about that earlier is um, do you have an idea of like a release schedule for that? Are you looking at like one a month, one a week, one every couple weeks? I'm uh, uh, not really sure. Yeah, so we're going to be we're going to be releasing a couple of episodes sort of uh, right out the gate and then we are going to trickle into a a bi-weekly release schedule so there there'll be a week in between episodes and about two episodes a month uh just because like i said like it's gonna be it's gonna take some time putting it together uh editing it and you know we all work and have lives like everyone does like you do having to edit this <laughs> this monstrosity hey, <laughs> so. i think we have 27 solid minutes at the beginning and like 20 solid minutes at the end and <laughs> i start some stops in the middle so yeah i think the central server of the of discord just went wonky i think that's yeah. what happened yeah so. yeah um, okay. But, uh, Any... Yeah. So that's that's the plan, and uh, yeah, we're we've already recorded a couple of episodes already. So hopefully we'll be ready to go when they drop, so that we can stay ahead of that ball and and keep on doing it because it's something that I love, um, and it's, I know it's something Alex and Jamie loves too. Okay, that sounds fun. Um, you have any last uh, minute things, or we can we can stop this. We've kind of gone over my. Uh, my time i like to go here but that's because we were on and off a whole bunch in the middle but i don't want to keep you here all day so. uh no nothing nothing last minute stuff um you know uh, uh if you want to talk to me more about star wars or about dnr or about <laughs> respect the crit like please feel free to hit me up on the discord or feel free to hit me up um on uh on my social i'm at idunks on a lot of stuff and at respect the crit on uh for respect the crit stuff and yeah i i mean i as you probably can tell i love talking star wars and nerd shit and dnd and role-playing games so i'm happy to talk about it with anyone okay yeah i will definitely post the links at least in the, the description of this to the respect the crit twitter um i don't know if i'll put your personal twitter on there or not but you said it in the episode so <laughs> i already so, gave it away <laughs> yeah um, okay well thanks so much for doing this it was fun despite our uh, our little breakups in the middle so <laughs> yeah thank you so much for having me this was a ton of fun i i look forward to uh uh i look forward to hearing more cast members on it yeah all right uh thanks a lot again um bye everybody bye